0: Because I'm not really an outgoing personality. I'm friendly, but I'm not. But no, if I walk in a room, I go to the back of the room. I don't. I, I don't go walk in the front of the room. That's not who I am as a person. So. You're
1: not a flamingo strutting your muscles no. and your your female. Not at all. prowess. It's taking a little
0: bit. <laughs> it's taking a little bit of <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. It's just taking a little bit of acclimation to get used to like lights and spotlight and stuff. Right, but um, so the girls, even the girls, that's a whole other feeling. That's the best feeling ever, though. Honestly, some of the girls, um,
1: I'm gonna move this a little sure. bit real quick, but go ahead, keep talking.
0: They follow me on Twitter, and you know they they interact with me on Twitter and Instagram, and you know some of them just said some stuff to me that really hits home because what I'm really all about is just being a good role model. I feel like there's a huge lack of positive female role models in society in general. Um, I don't feel like A lot of women who have the opportunity to do that don't take the don't put themselves out there and i don't know if it's because they're not smart enough to do so if they don't care enough to do so or if they're worried about losing their corporate dollar sponsorship um girls need somebody to look up to they need to know that you can be smart they need to know that you don't need to sleep your way to the top they need to know that you know you, you don't need to do one thing because everybody feels like you should do one thing or you don't need to look a certain way to do something and i think that that is something that is not put out there enough and there's just I know that when I was growing up you know I'm Canadian I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Canada but I was not white in a mostly white community and that was rough enough and and I come from a pretty broken family and you know stuff was not cool for me growing up and I know that if I'd had a a woman of some kind that even if I didn't want to do what she wanted to do or be just like her, or didn't look just like her, if there was somebody that I could look up to that and provide a path not even a path. Like, I just feel like you just need to know you can do whatever you want to do and you don't have to look a certain way. It's okay to have tattoos. It's okay to, to struggle. It's okay to fall. If you pick yourself back up again, it's okay to, you know, like art. I like art. It's okay to read books. I read books. Like, it, you know, it, it's okay to be into things that people don't think you should be into. Nobody ever thinks I'm a boxer when they meet me. And I love boxing. And I'm a jock. I'm a total jock. I like football. I like basketball. Um,
1: You're a jerd. You're a jock nerd.
0: I totally Fucking am. There's a jerk. huge dichotomy
1: between the two things I Absolutely. Like. It's, it's ridiculous. Do you feel like sparring with men is the absolute key to winning in women's boxing?
0: Not at all. Please
1: enlighten. Not light. at all. Please enlighten.
0: Um... I spar with men and box mostly with men predominantly because I'm the only female fighter at the gym. Right. So
1: And this is wild
0: card? At wild card. Okay. And there's a couple Home of girls base. who come and go and they say they box or whatever, but like they don't usually want to box. And there's one girl, Karina, and she fights amateur right now and she boxes with me sometimes. but. Um, Not a hipster. No, it is not consistent. No, definitely not a hipster. I would knock her out. Um, consistently, it's just men who are there. So that's who I get the work from. And it's good for my technical skills because the men tend to be more technically advanced than the women. And I don't think that's because we can't fight. I think it's just because they usually put two girls in there and just let them fight. And they're there to fight. And when you watch a lot of women's boxing, sometimes they'll pick two girls and the girls are just in there flailing away and, they're right. wild and there's not a lot of skill. And that's really the downfall for my sport. I feel like my job is to step up there and make sure that every time I fight, I have some man, and it always has to be a man, who comes up to me and says, you know what, you were the best fighter of the night and you were the best boxer of the night. Your right. technical skills were better than the men that fought on the same card. And that's what my goal is every time I fight. Um, but with women's boxing, You know, they're a little more wild. So some you have to get some of that because it's a totally different thing. And if you don't get any of that, it's kind of shocking because you get in there and you're like, oh, wow, like, this is a little crazy. This is a little crazy. No, they're just swinging wildly and they're haymakers and and they move, like, in an unorthodox way because maybe they haven't gotten the training. Which throws out the cadence. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But part of it is just... You know, If you never were taught how to throw a proper punch and you were just allowed to go in there and wail your arms, then that's all you're going to do because that's
1: what you think you should do. Right. And it can be a little disruptive to somebody who's not really used to it. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the the, the growth of like Billy Blanks, right? So a lot of these chicks will put on a fucking video. Now it's YouTube centric and they think they can box because they'll go ahead and go to the gym. And until you actually get in there and get hit and get punched in the face... Uh, with a technical boxer, you're not going to change. Right. You're, you're going to stay like that. You think you're doing Muay Thai, but no, you're you're skip roping with like beautiful people. Right. Is what, is what you're doing. But as far as for the last fight you had, that was a close match. Yeah. That was a close match. Like, I'm going to be a homer. I thought either going to be a draw or holly. Right. But it's going to be a split fucking decision. I was really sick that night. Oh. Nobody knows that. <laughs> oh, well... So is that? I the was primary sick that reason? week,
0: and I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it was a close. I allowed it to be closer than it should have been. Um, I should have knocked her out, like I did the last opponent. Yes, that's what she was there for. She was there for me to knock her out. I mean, she was a tough girl and she had a good record, but I'd watched her video and I knew, you know, I knew coming in what she was gonna do. Um, I got sick that week, so I fought on a Thursday. Sunday, I woke up and I... no, Saturday, I woke up and I was really, really sick. I went for my morning run with my with my team, 6 a.m., and I called my manager at the time. And I said, you know, I'm not feeling well. And he said, well, just give it a day or two, see how you feel. And I said, okay, you know, I'm going to push through it. So Sunday I slept, I didn't do anything. I just slept all day. Uh, I woke up Monday morning and, you know, I was blessed that I train really hard, so I don't worry about weight. So that wasn't an issue. I didn't have to really overtrain, but Monday I was sick and I called him and I said, you know, I think you should cancel this fight. I really don't feel well. I'm, I can barely breathe. My body is sore. Like I, I just have the flu or something. And he said, well, She's already flying in. She's gonna be here tomorrow morning. If she gets here and you're too sick tomorrow morning, then you know you can call it off. So I took a bunch of medication to go to sleep that night. I slept like 18 hours. I woke up Tuesday morning. So the weigh-in was Wednesday. I woke up Tuesday morning, and I felt better. I didn't feel 100%. I felt maybe better from feeling feeling very very sick, so sick that I couldn't fight. And keep in mind, I'm a boxer, like. I had to. I had my nose broken in sparring, and I had to keep sparring. That's what we do. You you fight through stuff. So, right. I woke up and I said, you know what? I'll, I should feel better. I'll be be better by the weigh in, and then I'll eat and drink, and I'll sleep that whole night, and I'll be fine. So I went to the weigh in. I I was, you know, not great. I ate. I slept. I woke up the day of the fight, and I felt better. But when I got in the ring, I just didn't have it, the sickness. It just sucked the life out of me. Like I didn't have any. Movement, my legs were tired. Like, I, I just I couldn't do the things I'd practiced doing. It really was not my best performance. I feel like I did enough to win. I don't, f- I feel like technically I was a better boxer, but I, I should have beat the shit out of her. Is it? I didn't.
1: Is it fair for me to say it looked like your punches were landing on time, but it was at 65 to 70% strength?
0: Yeah, I fair? mean, it wasn't even 60 to 70. Like, and I know that I have heavy hands and I know I'm Absolutely. fast, but. And they were, you know, they were landing. I know I cracked her with the right a couple times and backed her up and made her start backing up. And if I had kind of had anything in my tank to push forward, I probably could have stopped her like I'd done the last girl, because that's right. kind of my game with shorter fighters. But, you know, it didn't happen that way. I guess everything is a learning experience, and it was a good. But you won. I did, and it was a good eye opener. You know, you see who really cares about you and who, you know, like through thick. What you well, and what thin. you what you really mean to someone because my manager had scheduled a fight for me two weeks later. I was supposed to have another professional boxing match two weeks after that fight. And, you know, the weekend went by and I said, you know, I'm really sick I or I've been sick. I'm not going to be hundred percent for this next fight. I don't want to fight. And he was really mad at me. And he said, you don't need to be hundred percent to beat this girl. You can totally beat her or whatever. And that's just the bad answer. That's not what a fighter, that's not what you say to a fighter. Like, you go into that that every fight 100%. And if you're not 100%, you don't step in the ring because you can get killed. Like, Are you still with this guy? No,
1: not at all. Well, what's your reaction to people saying this is the renaissance right now for women's fighting? Um, or do you feel...
0: That's fine. I mean, I know there's been a bit of a lull. I don't think it was... We didn't go anywhere. There's still more female boxers than there are female MMA fighters. I mean... You can have a title in MMA in two fights, like Correct. two fights. And everyone talks trash about women's boxing saying, oh, you only need 10 fights or whatever. But like 10 fights is more than two fights.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I'm not even talking trash about the female MMA fighters because Rhonda's a friend of mine and I think she's dope. And have you sparred with her once.
1: How, how did she do?
0: She's she's a judo girl. She's strong and she wants Absolutely to throw you fair. to the ground. She doesn't want to get hit in the face and she doesn't.
1: Yeah. It was a long time ago. Um, oh, she, she's changed quite a bit now. but I don't know. know about that.
0: I, everybody keeps saying that. I hate, 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 hate. So MMA fighting. Let me just clarify this. Do that. Not my favorite thing in the world. I don't really understand a I lot of it. I don't honesty, understand. I don't way. understand the ground game. I don't. My best friend is an MMA fighter. Huh. I mean, a lot of the guys I train with are MMA fighters. I do a lot of cardio with them. I Respect their craft. Uh, I just don't understand a lot of it. And personally, I don't want some sweaty bitch like leaning up on me. Like that's just not my thing. Right. I want to keep you at the end of my punches, well, but I do respect the athleticism and I respect it as a sport. And it's interesting because within the MMA kind of circle, the men are super supportive of me as a fighter and not, you know, they're always trying to convert me, but I don't want to do that. But they're always trying to convert me they keep saying oh you're so strong we'll do whatever whatever and i love boxing i love the science of it i think that it is technical and i think it's a beautiful thing and i think that mma is very raw um
1: especially in the female-centric aspect
0: no i mean i I think the females are just as much as the men the the men a lot of them are just like these dudes who get in fights with bars and then decide they want to fight like a lot of a lot of it tends to be like the the redneck aspect to it, and right. it's interesting because what I do respect about it is the best people in the sports and the different weight classes. The best people are really good at one thing. They
1: Fantastic come from they point. come
0: from one thing, and they're incredible at it. Rhonda is um you know an Olympic medalist in judo. She is really good at judo. She's Great good part. and okay at other things, and she's strong and she's athletic, and she has. Uh, the superb work ethic. So she's trying to learn other things, but the fact of the matter is she wins her fights with judo because she's really good at judo and George St. Pierre is a wrestler, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he comes from wrestling, like all of them, all of the ones who are really good and are the champions come from one discipline and they're really good at one discipline. And I think if you go into it, trying to be the hybrid of all hybrids, trying to be kind of good at everything, right you're never really going to be that great because you're not going to be the best at one thing. I think you have to be the best at one thing and then kind of take it from there. You can't be okay at everything and
1: like, get by. Like BJ Penn is absolutely legendary because he's amazing in jujitsu and then he just complements it with, with everything else. But make no mistake, he is a jujitsu guy. And, you know, the other phenomenon going on right now is transgenders trying to fight Oh, I love the facial reaction <laughs> already. Crazy. What's your reaction to that? From, um, from from this perspective, so that way the, the audience knows we're talking about males converting into females. That. Right. Okay. So so, so
0: you had it cut off. You took hormones to grow breasts. And, hi, Holly. Right. I mean, you probably don't even speak like that. Realistically, you probably have a lisp, and you, hi, girl. Whatever, like yeah, you you whatever, yeah, exactly. I love pineapple. Something like that, (laughs) something like that, something close to that. Right. Um. Okay. My opinion on the whole real and raw. Well, my opinion on the whole transgender thing in general. Okay. I don't care. Just like I don't. I don't see why the gay population shouldn't be able to get married. I don't care. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. Okay. I feel like love whoever you love, be whoever you want to be, be however you want to be. If you don't want to have a penis anymore, take that shit off. Right. That's okay. Squat. I don't care. When you pee. I don't care. I really don't. But realistically, you're never going to have a child and you're not really a woman. And it's okay if you want to be a woman and act like one and if that makes you happy it doesn't affect my life one way or the other and i feel like if it's not affecting anyone else's life personally that's not okay but when it comes to the fighting aspect that's when it does start to affect other people's lives because physiologically you're still a man your bone structure is male you have a higher bone density your skull is thicker your connective tissue and your joints are stronger there are certain things that you know i'm stronger than some of the men my size i'm stronger than them in certain ways but when it comes push comes to shove mostly a, a man who's my size even if he's not at the greatest shape is probably going to be stronger than me because he's a man right.
1: and that's what you're supposed to be and even joe rogan says um shout out to joe rogan and your podcast it's an amazing amazing podcast uh joe rogan said that even the timing that men are 10 percent a little bit faster i don't agree with that but mm. whatever why is that because i have faster hands than some of the men i box with but mm. don't you feel you're saying that because you're the exception? But if you take a look at like standard deviations and the regression, the regression to the mean, is that fair or is it because you're saying that because because you're I mean, I know that I,
0: I I am faster than some of the men around me. So I can't I can't say there's men that are 10 percent faster than me. I mean, there probably are maybe, but I'm faster than a lot of them as well. So I don't necessarily. How do you gauge that? Where's the science behind that statement? That's what I want to know. Yeah,
1: I I think it would be good is to watch innies to outies and outies to innies fight so that way just keep transgenders in their own class and have them fight each other.
0: So they're actually, um, they interviewed me for an article and I I gave my statement on this for two different articles. There's two different, like an online one and a magazine. And, you know, I kept, I said the same thing. I don't really care what you do. I don't think it's fair that you get to fight women. With that said, in boxing... Strength is not the common denominator. Technique. It's technique, because you'll see fighters who get in the ring and they, you know, that you look at them, you're like they're a little soft.
1: Right. Like right. James
0: Tony. James Tony could be a little fat a lot of the time. He's on and the James in and out Tony, diet. I'm okay. Maybe not now. Maybe not now. But you take James Tony ten years ago. Sometimes he'd show up in the ring and he'd look a little soft. He would still kick the shit out of any of the guys in the boxing ring. and that's because his technique was incredible right. foreman had power he had right. size and power he's not really the best technique guy no but james tony is a perfect example of that or if you look at a lot of mexican fighters they walk into the ring looking they tend to condition differently they run a lot and they don't necessarily do a lot of like strength conditioning so they come in and you look at them they don't have a six-pack they're you know Rios. they're thin they're thin but they're not Yeah, real strains weight. But, yeah, I mean, you walk in there, but that's not saying he's not strong, and that's not saying he's not going to win by his technique, because they mostly do. And um, I think with boxing, the common denominator is in strength. So would I box a transgender? Absolutely. 100%. Fuck yeah. But um It's amazing. But I don't think that it should be allowed. Like with that said, just because I'm saying I would do it doesn't mean that I feel like it should be sanctioned. If they want to sanction men and women to fight, that's a whole other thing. They need to create a whole bunch of rules and whatever and just let us start fighting men at that point.
1: What do you think about Adrian Broner? Um Is, is he more of a What do you want to know about him? Well, what I what I wanna know is to tie in what do you think about his technique?
0: Incredible. I mean he's young, he's Break still learning, down. but he's um He's well-schooled at what he does. Mm -hmm. He's very confident. He's super hyper-athletic. So a lot of the stuff that he does is because he's strong, because he's athletic. If you watch his boxing, um, he moves a lot from the waist, so he catches a lot of punches, slips a lot of punches from the waist. Because he doesn't move his feet that much, he actually kind of, he'll slide up and plant. He throws punches that are so much harder than everybody else because his feet are planted, so he's able to get traction. You know, all your power comes from your legs. I mean, he's a great boxer. He's young. I think... They need to not rush him. I think they should let him evolve as a fighter. What I disagree with with him is him trying to emulate
1: Floyd. I don't think. um Just be yourself as far as for your physiological.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're reaction. you know you're good at what you do, and you box in a certain style. You have the Midwest shoulder roll. Floyd has the sh- Midwest shoulder roll. Are you Floyd Junior? No. Are you Floyd Number Two? No. Absolutely not. Like, is the comparison fair? okay maybe but the fact of the matter is that floyd when he was his age he fought people with names he fought people who were at the top of their game at that time floyd um at that point time floyd wasn't money mayweather floyd was pretty boy and when floyd was pretty boy mayweather floyd was a pretty humble kid and he didn't open his mouth as much as i mean he knocked somebody out he'd be like yeah i knocked you the fuck out but he wasn't The Floyd that we know now, it took Floyd many years of winning and being the best to get to a point where he felt confident to do what he does. And Adrian feeling like he can just appropriate it and just become that because he says he is. I think people don't respect that. I think we don't respect you because
1: you haven't earned the right to do it. Do you feel his climb, technique climb at least, is probably closer to like Roy Jones Jr. or his fighting style? No, because he doesn't move his legs like that. Roy like moves like his legs. Roy, but Roy also like this is a little bit closer the towards show the Tarver thing, right? You know, he he definitely doesn't move his legs as much anymore towards the closer I mean, towards the Tarver. That appears. I, I mean, there was
0: Roy slowed down at that point in time. There's a couple theories as to why, but you know he he had slowed down. I mean, I think Adrian Broner is supremely talented. I've seen him box. He's been a wild card. He was really nice when he came in he's a tiny little thing it's kind of crazy he's right short he's like this little little bitty thing uh he's a nice kid i mean i personally don't have any problem with him do i have a problem with his shenanigans
1: yeah it's a little he, close to the i know, mean so might as well grab your crotch and stand in a boy stance with all your jewelry yeah. i
0: mean i don't even care about that really i don't care about the when you're flushing money down the toilet like You're from Cincinnati. You're from Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati is broke. Cincinnati is a shitty place to be from. Right. Your family, I guarantee you right now, your family is fucked up and a ton of them are in jail. Like, you couldn't put that money on their books. You'd rather, like, flush it down the toilet. You couldn't give that money to some kid's family who has, you know, the kid has cancer. Like, you couldn't do that. You didn't even think about that. You thought you were going to be Floyd number two and flush the money down the toilet. And that shit is just disrespectful.
1: Why do you think at this point... He's been so successful with HBO, and now he's shifting over to Showtime. What was your guesstimate on that?
0: The, I mean, there is no guesstimate. I know he's well, an Al Heyman fighter. He's with Golden Boy. Excellent. They sever their ties there.
1: Fuck off. They made the statements.
0: I mean, that there is Golden Boy and HBO both made the statement they're not working with one another anymore. He's a Golden Boy fighter. He has to go over. Um, you know, they're two different... And Al Heyman has well-established relationships with some of the people that went from HBO that are now working at Showtime. Um, hence all of his roster being highlighted on Sh- Showtime. Al Heyman is a genius, personal opinion. Yeah, I personally... Smartest guy on the planet. Totally knows what he's doing. Totally changed the landscape of boxing. Um, whether that's for the good or for the bad is arguable depending on who you're talking with.
1: Right. Now, what do you... Like, for for the UFC... The most successful aspect of it is it's almost set up like a league system, right? So right. in other words, there isn't a promoter this, promoter that. Then right, maybe one. You come into so the UFC. One. Do you feel that's possible or should that happen for boxing? Absolutely,
0: 100%. Right? Boxers have been saying that forever. The problem is there's so many sanctioning bodies and then there's so many promoters and the promoters don't work with one another and then the sanctioning bodies are just like trifling most of the time. I mean, you have... The biggest, I'm not going to call this out because I want to steal those belts from some chick at some point in time, but you know, there's, you have certain entities which are the biggest boxing sanctioning bodies in the world, right? They'll create a belt and then they'll create another belt in a made up weight class. That's the same fucking weight, right? It's the same weight, like a super welterweight and junior middleweight are the same weight. They are both 154 pounds. And it's ridiculous that you could have two champions at the same time at 154 pounds. And that's just money for them. You know, that's sanctioning money. That's them building up new champions. That's whatever. I mean, they're making up new rules, you know, and it does make it hard for the fighters. Like there's no consistency with anything. You know, we don't have health care. We're not protected by anything. There's no union. for and you us. Guys are all Most of us are treated shitty. Most of the fighters who are working at a lower level and trying to work their way up or just starting, we're not guaranteed anything. And you know, boxing is like any sport really is shady. There's people, you know, hanging around trying to make money off you and, um,
1: run and with, gun with your skills.
0: Definitely. If there was like a union or some kind of, a league or something. We, everybody's been saying that for a long time. You know, every other sport has one. Boxing is the only sport that doesn't have one. Soccer does. Tennis does. Just every other sport has some kind of governing body that governs all of the sports. Right. And the NBA, you have swimming has one that oversees every swimmer in the U S like, And swimming is an individual sport, just like boxing, but there is a, a, you know, a governing body that oversees all of the professional swimmers in the United States.
1: You know, an amazing thing, what the NBA is doing right now is the introductory (laughs) process for rookies. They tell them straight out, talk about money handling. Right. We talk about management. Right. We talk about handling girls. And I mean, they've
0: days. been doing that for years, though. The NFL does that in preseason every year, and guys still fuck up and act like fucking idiots all the
1: time. But, you know, I'm glad Alvarado and Rios happened, because that's, you know, matchups, the intriguing matchups. That's what makes boxing really exciting again. Right. You know, what? what did you think about... Rios Alvarado too. Do you because Alvarado followed the game plan, stuck with it, so right. he won. Right. What does Rios have to do? For I don't the think trilogy? he can. And this you, is the thing about it, Bra- I'm. You think that's it?
0: I'm not a huge Brandon Rios fan. I don't necessarily appreciate his attitude. He said some stuff and was engaged in some stuff about Freddie Roach when he was training with Margarito right. that I think was completely below the belt uh, and yep. disrespectful and made me dislike him for the rest of his career i will never respect him as a man period whatever as a fighter his boxing style is not my boxing style he's a fighter he gets his whole thing like i like to get punched in the face who the fuck likes to get punched in the face right that's not a good statement from a boxer that's a fighter and you know of course fans like that people want to see that so you know they everyone likes that so everyone is about him in that way he doesn't he can't adjust he has his style he's a fighter he's not a boxer this is the thing about Brandon Brandon likes to get punched in the face so he's going to come after you he's not a boxer I don't think that he has the tools to adjust like that because he has a one-way mind and that one-way mind has made him very determined and you know those fights where he's gotten he's been knocked down he's gotten up and he's fought and he's you know he's won he's kicked people's asses because he's he's got that that wheel to win and that and fire youth. in him, you know? And youth.
1: That's going with him. I them. mean, youth you do that. You do that when you're he older. He has a that, good chin. Well, he work. has a good
0: chin. But the thing about boxing, the thing about the good chin and the youth and whatever is that you don't really know when that's going to end. So every fighter who Great has point. a good chin. Great point. Takes a million punches, takes a million punches, takes a million punches. And then they'll they'll fight somebody. and It'll be somebody with feather hands and that'll be the shot that knocks him down and it's just it's you know you can't really tell why science can't really tell why yet if is it a cumulative thing is it just at one point in time it's just bound to end is it you know some people will go their whole career and get punched and never get punchy because they have good chance it's just you know it's an interesting physiological thing where everybody's individual and with rios you know he takes a lot of heavy blows because he likes to fight he likes to stand and fight and excuse me i think um I don't think he has the ability to adjust.
1: I, I want you to react to the statement. I think it's both the exciting part about Mexican American or Mexican fighters is the bull in a China shop mm-hmm. methodology, but it's also their downfall. Absolutely. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. I, I, I personally feel if you don't move forward from that mentality, cause it is a macho culture, you know, all, all cultures has a macho culture, whether you're right. Persian, whether you're Filipino, it doesn't matter. Right. There's a machismo behind it. Uh,
0: but that heart is what makes a lot of Mexican fighters great. I mean, Chavez, Duran, like those guys. They, Chavez Jr. Chavez Jr. Well, his heart is questionable to me. But Well, he's, he's, he's a rich kid. But you have this big, you know, you have that heart. That's what makes Marquez. I love Marquez. I think Marquez is a great I know fighter. I you do. You know, and I'm a Manny Pacquiao fan, but I still respect Marquez so much. I think he has this heart of a lion. And I think that, you know, somebody who's an underdog will always appreciate Somebody who's able to
1: push themselves to win. I I personally feel Marquez is Manny Pacquiao's Waterloo. It's just a total. He has his number.
0: He has his number, and and that's just what it is. Like Freddie and I talked about this once, and he said that everybody has somebody who has their number, and you may or may not run into that person in your career. Right. If you don't run into that person, then you're going to be undefeated. Now, Floyd does Floyd have somebody who has his number? Quite possibly. Is he going to run into him? Doesn't look like think it to so. me. I don't think so. I mean, Floyd is the best boxer on the planet.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people... You know, because there's, there's the Gayweather fans, and there's the Pacquiao fans. Right. But being objective, he's undefeated.
0: He's so you undefeated. Can't, you, you
1: can't fuck with that record. And number two, I mean, he's he's really technical. That that, that three-point cover, his hands may be a little bit softer than what people like to He doesn't have
0: tons of power, and because he's a defensive fighter... Um, A lot of fans don't appreciate the nuances to what he does. A lot of what he does is subtle. A lot of what he does is a two-inch step. Thank you.
1: Um, Um, Thank you, Producer Steve. Thank you. Definitely appreciate that.
0: Um, Yeah, so it's, you know, people don't always appreciate those little nuances. They want to see people fight. They want to see blood. They want to see guts. They don't understand that, like... His years of training have made him so good at what he does. Those little tiny shoulder rolls, you know, those the little slip of the waist, so that he can counter with the right. Those things that he practiced for years and years and years, um, he makes them look effortless because he's worked so hard at them. And I think a lot of times people forget that they think that he just like was gifted from God with these skills or something. And
1: now he he's raised in the gym.
0: He was raised in the gym. But what I really I respect about Floyd so much is that he. Um, He's the hard he's a hard worker. And he doesn't party. He doesn't drink. Hands no matter down. what you say about Floyd and his lifestyle and his 5 million cars that he likes to show off and whatever, girls and whatever. Floyd is a pretty clean living dude. He, right. You know, he doesn't drink. He doesn't party. Floyd is the guy who's out there running at 2 a.m. in the morning. So when everybody else documented. is home sleeping because they they don't have a fight for another six months, they're going to sleep party for the next three months. Floyd is out there running every single day.
1: I'll give you a classic example where there's so much bias between, you know, the gay weather taunts and rap uh, mm-hmm. Freud taunts. Uh, I try I was, to stay away from that. I don't uh, go on. I do too. I do too. Because I can't
0: deal with. Oh no! Because you're going to be there all day. It's ridiculous. Because a
1: lot of dumb people are now capable of speaking their voice because there's the internet.
0: It's the the
1: you know. Yeah. I, I was actually in the Philippines when the vicious Victor Ortiz fight came about, and and people were like, well, he cheap shoted him, and it took him two punches: <laughs> a left hook and a, and a straight right. I think is. I stood how up
0: screaming like incredibly happy because he did what you're fucking supposed to do as a fighter. My trainer would slap the shit out of me. If somebody put their hands down and turned to me in the middle of a round and the ref said fight, the ref said fight and I didn't hit her.
1: In MMA and jujitsu, there's a term where they say, Oh, you gave your back. Meaning like you gave your back to a fighter that choked you out. Cause you didn't want to fight I anymore. Mean, you turned your and back. That's exactly what happened. Absolutely.
0: I and I mean, anybody saying that is a, not a boxing fan. And be completely ignorant, Thank you. completely ignorant about what boxing actually is. And most of those people who did have something to say, they already hate Floyd anyway. They're going to find another reason to hate on him. They all wanted Victor Ortiz to win. Victor Ortiz is a quitter. Victor Ortiz quit on yeah. a Maidana fight. Like you want to see Victor Ortiz turn his back on somebody? Watch him fight Maidana. I don't even understand why he got though, the
1: Mayweather fight. All love to Maidana, and then we're not saying you didn't win because Victor Ortiz quit, but you made him quit. You made
0: him quit. You hit him with some heavy shots, which. You know, that tells me that your heart is questionable. And then you get in there and you do the same thing with Floyd and and I I don't I've never really said anything publicly about this, but like I don't have any respect for Victor T. I am now. I don't have any respect for him, and this is why. He made a statement 2 months after the Floyd fight saying that he was he admitted that he was trying to br- um break Floyd's nose with a headbutt. He said he was so frustrated and Floyd could hit, kept hitting with him with an elbow inside with the hook and he couldn't hit him he was so frustrated he tried to break his nose with a headbutt. Headbutting is fucking soccer. Headbutting is not boxing. If you want to play fucking soccer, go play soccer somewhere. Get right. the fuck out of the ring. Right. Like you don't need to be there trying to headbutt your opponent. And you're so frustrated because you can't hit somebody that you're going to resort to something that is against the rules and illegal. And when he did that, he actually, he got fined and he wasn't allowed to fight. The state of Nevada didn't let him fight. And people don't really know about that. But like he actually admitted to the fact that he tried to break somebody's nose. And as a fighter. Mm-hmm. That's the most disrespectful shit that you can do. I'm whooping your ass and you don't like the fact that you don't have anything to give back to me. So you're going to try to break my nose with a headbutt. And that could be career changing too. I would have knocked you the fuck out before they said fight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have waited for the ref to say fight. I just would have cheap shot at you at that point. So Floyd didn't cheap shot him. The ref said time in clearly. He said time in fight. That means you put your hands up and you do what every single referee and every single official tells you before you get in the ring with your hundreds of whatever amateur fights you had, Victor Ortiz, where they say, protect yourself at
1: all times. That's the motto in boxing, protect yourself at all times. Uh, that's amazing. And, you know, the few times uh, before Pepper Roach became really sick. Right. You know, um, he, he would teach me, like, he talked to me in Filipino. Cup of tea. I love peck-peck, which means vagina. Right. Filipino. I love, I love pekpek. He probably and called himself gay or something. Right. Or some other crazy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so accustomed to people holding like the pads up here, and he's all for you, good petite. I'm gonna hold, the, I'm gonna hold the pad right here, so that way it emulates right. closer proximity to right. the chin. And he would exchange so many gym wars. Dana White, for example, Dana White was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he talked about Roger Mayweather beating the fuck out of this he- heavyweight. I think the guy's name was Chris, uh-huh. and that's all he mentioned. Basically, first, first round went on, Roger beat the fuck out of him. And then the bell went, and Roger goes, no, man, no fucking rounds. Right. So when the guy tapped, like literally tried to pass, Dana was like, yeah, Roger hit him probably close to like nine to ten more times to tell him, don't fuck with me in this fucking gym. Right. And start talking shit. Do you have any uh, gym stories to like share? that? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, mm.
1: I try to hold myself
0: to a certain decorum.
1: Okay. And without um, naming names, can you share any?
0: Oh, I've seen people yeah. do that. Yeah. Um. Man, I've seen some good gym wars. I've. Who have I seen? I saw Peter Quillen drop um, Ishida who just got knocked the fuck out by Golovkin with a left hook. Which while gym? Peter was at Wildcard, while Peter was wearing like 20 ounce gloves. Wow. Beat the shit out of Ashida repeatedly. I knew Ashida was going to get dropped from that fight. Um I saw Peter break somebody else's jaw with a left hook. Entertain I mean, I'm not going to name names on so kind of recently. Don't, don't. There's a there's a guy at the gym mm-hmm. who um you know, it's always interesting how karma works. And it's hard when boxing is a, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's something that you do every single day. Right. And you have to eat, sleep, and breathe it. And when there's people who come into the craft and they really just want a little bit of attention, a little bit of shine, you could tell they don't really have that fight in them. Right. It's really heartbreaking to see them get opportunity that you've busted your ass for. And there's somebody that got that opportunity and he was flossing he did, all of a sudden he decided he was the shit started talking crazy to spinners people, whatever. and rims here we you go you know whatever he and then he got stopped in a fight against a fucking bomb a bomb that was there for him to knock out who he can't really knock out because he doesn't knock people out because he doesn't have hands like that but he you know he's trying to hype himself up he's trying to he was trying to make himself the great white hope or whatever he gets stopped so then by, he by, takes what, few, by what technique Uh, the the dude was a bum. The dude was just, uh, he was like, no, he was just, he was a determined, he wasn't even a bum. Let me say that. He was a, a journeyman. He was a determined guy who knew to keep punching. And he saw in his, his eyes that he was, Fat and out of shape and hadn't trained hard for the fight because he thought he could just walk over on it. And he gets in the ring and he's he had to lose a bunch of weight in two weeks because he, he'd he been out partying and shit. So he gets stopped and then comes back to the gym and all of a sudden he's humbled. So dude's humbled now. Now he's nice. All of a sudden he wants to talk to you again because now we cool. Oh, well, we're cool now because, you know, you just you, got your ass handed to you. got, you got stopped
1: by a journeyman. So nice guy did a headbutt to his fist technique against Basically, the fucking bum.
0: So he comes back into the gym and he takes training kind of sort of seriously again, decides he's going to make his comeback. Like now it's four or five, six months later or something. He's going to make his comeback. And then he's boxing and he's boxing with, um, the guy's boxing with his name's Wally Omatoso. He just fought on the Bradley undercard, African guy, Nigerian, heavy hands, good fighter, tons of heart. So Wally and Wally is, it's close to Wally's fight, so he's kinda of weight drained and you know, he's been training hard hard camp six weeks in. Wally busts his ass, you know, he's nice. shredded the whole time, whatever, but he's boxing, um, boxes like six rounds with one guy, and then this other dude gets in to box the last couple of rounds or something, gets hit in the jaw, has his jaw broken. So now he's, you know, we'll see whatever's happening. But it was an interesting it's always, you know, you just see what people are made of then. You see what they really want. You see right. what they're really about. You see, you know, whatever. And sometimes it's funny to see the people who are the hard workers. You know, you see the Wallys. He's from Nigeria. He moved to Australia. And then he moved here, like, you know, he's busted his ass for years just to be able to make a, a decent living for his family. He has kids, you know, and he, and those are the people you want to see win in life. So it's really nice. Sometimes and of course, Wally felt bad. It's not like you know this isn't his opponent. This is somebody he was boxing with in the gym. This is a sparring match. It's not somebody he was trying to do. He just he can fight. There is a Uh-oh.
1: underpinning of the boxing jump off, meaning a chick that gets kind of trained, passed around in the boxing gyms. Do you have oh, any yeah. stories for that without naming names? There is what? Let's, you said, do you have any stories? Oh, about well, I mean I. Because, you know, th- that happens. And, and, Absolutely, and this, you that know, happens. We, we have to share that with the audience <laughs> about the boxing jump-off.
0: Okay, 1st Don't thing, name any name. I think that the jump-off thing, that mm. happens in... Anything It happens in basketball, happens in baseball. You have groupies anywhere, music, whatever. You have the girls that are at the music studio that sleep with the producer. They sleep with the artist. They sleep with the other producer. Get some camera time. They come back six months later asking for a track or something. Like, we all know they exist. And in boxing, it's no different. I have always... um, I've worked really hard to be where I am. And I don't fuck with guys at the gym because of that. So... Also because I'm around them every day. So really I don't want to date some dude that I, is from the gym because then I'm going to have to see you again. And you probably don't want to really talk sleep. about boxing all the time. And really I just want to do something else. I want somebody from outside of my
1: sport. Can, can you elaborate on a story about someone without naming them?
0: Um, there's a girl. Thank you. I, mean, there's, I love there's you, qu- I know you do. There's, there's. In the time that I've been at Wildcard, which is like seven, almost eight years, I've seen women come through. Like, yep. And and they rotate through. Yep. And it's funny because they always fuck with one dude or fuck with two dudes or whatever. And they must think and I this is what this is what I don't understand and this is what I talk to girls about when I talk to them. They must think that men don't talk. What I have learned being the girl that everyone else is like, "Hey, it's my sis" cuz it took me so long to get to the point where the guys have finally accepted the fact that I ain't ever going to fuck with any of them. So they might as well just accept me. And my mouth is clearly just as bad as any of them. And right. I'm not offended by any of their stories. And I find them kind of entertaining. So they tell me everything. They tell each other everything. We're, we're so if worse than females. In, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Women. If there's a group of women together, they won't necessarily share who they've slept with, who they've whatever. But if there's a group of guys, they're going to talk about it oh, yeah. all the time. They're going to know.
1: Where they're better at this position, that position, Whatever. this time of day. Whatever. I mean, the they're, they're going to
0: tell you. Absolutely. And they don't even care. And I think people forget that or they just don't know or they just don't care. But there's a girl who came through wild card like she was. So it's 2013 now. It's probably the end of 2011, early 2012. Okay rolls through it's the same thing like there's always some girl should come through she decides she wants to box this chick had never boxed any time in her life starts boxing Decides she's gonna be a boxer you know she's not really very good she's you know whatever she starts fucking with one of the boxers turns out that guy's married so she uh, discovers after like saying he's her boyfriend right. she's telling everybody this is her boyfriend her man and all of a sudden she realizes that he has some wife somewhere else so then now all of a sudden she's you know whatever and then she slept with like Three other guys at the gym that What's I know number? of. <laughs> I'm scared. I'll pass it along. <laughs> and then, nah, then she moved somewhere else. So now she's somewhere else at another gym. And I ain't even gonna mention like where that is. No. I know where it is right, and I'm right. well aware of where right. that is. Right. And, and every s- time I see that, again? I can, well, I don't know because I don't have interaction with that gym, but okay. like I can't help but think that she must be just passed around there too. And it sucks. It's really hard for me and like other women who are just trying to make it and who really want to fight. Like I don't want to have to fuck some guy to get a fight and I don't want to have to fuck some guy so that he tells me he might get me a fight and I don't want to have to fuck some guy so that he gives me respect. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show up every single day to the gym, every single day. And I'm not going to go hang out in studios at night. I'm not going to go clubbing, and I'm not going to go partying. What I'm going to do is show up to the gym every single day. I'm going to bust my ass and work hard, and I'm going to get better at my craft because I want to be the best at what I do, and I want people to respect me.
1: I know that because for your birthday, I offered to treat you for lunch or dinner. Right. Actually, dinner because I got off work a little late. and. Boxing was a priority. Right. Which, which after the show, I'm going to treat you to lunch, right. finally. It'll be, know, to, to be. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a salad. FYI. It'll be a salad or
0: sushi. It's no. like, that's that's what I do. I mean, I have a fight coming up in six weeks. I don't...
1: You can't have, like, nutty ho-hos and a fucking chocolate milkshake? I wish I could, but God I can't. Damn it.
0: My my physique
1: does not allow for that. You probably... It'll, your, your body will probably react differently to it, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just don't... And I don't like to. I'm pretty... Consistent. consistent, regimented. Um, I'm kind of a creature of habit. Like I don't, I'm a little superstitious with my boxing.
1: As we wrap, the important part of this show is, you know, people with soul. Okay. People who, um, I, I'm in my late thirties and I'm trying to do this radio thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I love conversing to people with soul. Uh, we talked about the difference between winning and, and inspiring. Right. And it's a whole different phenomenal feeling. You know, Absolutely. It, 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 it's, it, it's your endorphins pump. Uh, you hit dopamine where both parts of your cerebellum just fluctuates. You right. Know? How would you guide being both motherly and sisterly for someone who wants to get into boxing?
0: So boxing, it's not for everyone. And Fair. you're not going to know if it's for you or not until you get hit really fucking hard and that's not going to happen the first week it's probably not going to happen the second week it probably won't happen for a while it might not happen the first 6 months you might be sparring but it might not happen but that one time that you get checked and you get rocked and you see stars that's when you're going to realize like how much of a fighter you got in you and whether or not you really want to box and until that point you might as well just try and you know with boxing we people always say this and everyone thinks it's just some stupid catchphrase or something but boxing is the only sport you can't play Like, you can't play boxing. You have to box, and you have to commit yourself 100% to it. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing, but it's a time-consuming thing, too, and you have to learn. So you just need to respect yourself and respect the craft enough to put in the time to learn. Um, What I really love about boxing is it's the first thing that I ever did, the first activity I ever did that made me want to push myself physically. It's the first thing that ever made me want to be the best and to that want to be the best makes me do things that are not second nature to me. It makes me push through, you know
1: Beyond the Threshold.
0: Everything. It makes me get up at five o'clock in the morning when I need to run, you know, if you need to make weight, your your eating habits are gonna come way down. Like you're you're not gonna be happy some of the times. You're gonna walk around with a shiner, people are gonna look at you crazy. You know, you you have to you, must you love have to make your boyfriend. certain I don't have one right now, but yeah. Fellas, fellas. I know, right? Holla. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, actually. I'm a little picky. Um, You have to really like, you have to really want it. And I think that it's a good learning experience. And maybe it'll be a gateway into something else, but it's a good way to kind of get to know what you're made of and learn about yourself.
1: Uh, Do you mind? Please drop like your Twitters. People. Is there a way people can get a hold of you on Facebook, Instagram, at, um, give them all your portals? I'm
0: on Twitter and Instagram at Lil Bear Lawson, L-I-L-B-E-A-R-L-A-W-S-O-N. Um, Facebook, I Instagram. Facebook forward slash Holly LB Lawson. Um, yeah, Instagram and Twitter are the same, Lil Bear Lawson, Uh, My website, lilbearlawson.com is under construction right now, but it should be up soon. Which I'm supposed to help you
1: with a few video projects. That would be great, yes. We'll we'll talk about that off air. Yes. Uh, Holly, uh, you know, as I close a churn, a churn normally is in the beginning of a radio show. But uh, when we met, it was through Rachel from Nike. Right. Uh, There's a certain glow. (laughs) There's a certain soul behind you. And uh, you know the fight of the late of of people who are changing their careers and who are really passionate about their path. Uh, I fully support one hundred percent, and I really wish you the best. Thank and, you, and, so and much. I hope you smash the next opponent.
0: I will absolutely. You're and gonna be there, so it's okay. You, you You'll better
1: see get it. me a press pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the 100%. number of that chick. Does she have herpes?
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: probably. Actually, <laughs> but um, uh, no, no, I'll pass on that. I'll pass uh, on that. I'm trying to stay single right no. now, right now, too. No, 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 I'm trying to stay single right now because this is. This I'm is, not
0: trying to stay single. I just don't get asked out. Because you're intimidating. Well, wait. I think that's bullshit.
1: Really, <laughs> I call bullshit on that. Do, do you have an ethnic preference? <gasps> mm-hmm. <gasps> ethnic mm-hmm. preference, some shade mm-hmm. of the brown spectrum. Like you'll go from Latino to black.
0: Yeah, some shade of the brown spectrum. How about
1: like a light skin brother like Rick Fox?
0: Sure. He's Canadian too.
1: And Bahamian. But aren't you from Tobago also?
0: My mother's family is Trinidadian.
1: Oh, so you got a lot of West Indian that Canadians. Soccer yeah. Caribbean vibe into yes, it. absolutely. Well, to, to the audience, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Plug One Two with Charlie Love Soul and Holly Lawson. Um, probably one of the greatest, amazing people you'll ever meet. <laughs> thank you so much, Holly. Thank you. Plug one two TV.